Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 433, recorded live on October 11th, 2015. And here are your hosts, the man who once again went to a Ren Fair this weekend, Dave Play. Hey! And the man who once again was out on the curling ice this weekend, Andy Lowe. Hi. I guess curling season is about to start. It is. We are almost there. We gotta do some more floods, but... Uh, so here's a joke. Yes. It's a software company hires a new programmer. Okay. And th- the strangest thing happens, and they all can't figure it out. All the managers get together, can't work it out. The dude writes amazing code, and it passes every single test that they throw at it. But it fails in production. Finally, they call the guy in, and they say, hey, so what's going on? Where where did you work before here? The guy's response is Volkswagen. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> You burnt, just like your diesel fuel. <laughs> that was a dirty burn. Yeah. Were you waiting for like the, the show to start to, to tell me that one? I was. How, how many days were you holding on to that one? Oh, no, I, I read that one this morning. Oh, I was like, if you're waiting since like the last episode to... Uh, <laughs> I did not come up with that joke. I wish I could have come up with that joke. I am I, I embellished it, and I like to think I improved it a little bit, and that my delivery was good. No, that was good. It was good. So, hi, Andy. Hello, Dave. I did go to a Ren Fair this weekend for all of an hour and a half, which was long enough to see the entire Ren Fair. That was a small Ren Fair, I guess. It is a very small Ren Fair. Not have, all Ren Fairs are like the Michigan Ren Fair. I have the map. There are 58 spots on the map, 58 little um, stalls, places. Uh, three of them are blank, and one of them is a question mark. This is like the tiniest little Ren Fair ever. It's also inaccurate. Two of these things are in the wrong places. So this is not like the Michigan Renaissance Festival? No, this is like New... So do you know Do you know where New Glarus is? No. Do you know of New Glarus? No. Some of the best beer that you'll ever have. Okay, from, that's... It's, it's the New Glarus Brewery. That's... Uh, New Glarus is a town south of Madison. Okay. It is a town of 1,800 people. Okay. And this is the Ren Fair that is held at New Glarus. Ah. Called Rogues and Ruffians. And it is tiny it was fun don't get me wrong it was it was fun i was glad i went but tiny yeah the the michigan renaissance festival i just looked it up 17 acres yeah this this was not 17 acres i don't actually know how much land an acre is but i I, this may have been an acre or two at most do you remember my parents house in yes they lived on an acre okay this was at least an acre but i don't think it was much more than that no it's yeah i'd probably say it was at least two probably three your parents house no this no thing? i'm just saying you're fair if oh. it was having all that on yeah. one that it was it was tiny we'll put it that way it was it was no bristol renaissance festival that's i think that's the thing this wasn't a renaissance festival this was a renaissance fair this was like a flea market a flea market with 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34 booths. Yeah, that's not a lot. I think there was more stuff at the Ann Arbor Farmer's Market. Well, I'm sorry about that. Did did you still like going, or did you feel yeah. like it was a disappointment? No, it was fun. Okay. I, I got to dress up. I went as my wizard's costume. We got um, propositioned by a LARP group. <laughs> That reminds me, Laura, you wanted to look at their website. Yeah. Wait, are you serious? She does? Yeah. Okay, then. Yeah. 
So yes, I also was on the curling ice this weekend. Mm-hmm. It's cold. On the ice? Yes. I imagine when you're actively curling, it doesn't feel cold. No. Because stuff's happening. I had to explain curling to someone the other day, by the way. I thought you'd be very proud of me for that. Here in Wisconsin, you had to explain curling to somebody? It was it was a non-native. Okay. That'd be like, wait, What? Well, yeah, but explain it to people in Michigan and explain it to people in Wisconsin. That's just like, it's like explaining Disney World to somebody who's not from, who, explaining Disney World to somebody in Florida. Yeah, but not everyone in Florida is familiar with Disney World, Andy. True, there are a lot of people who are new. So what did they want to know about curling? Like, why is it such a big what thing it is, in Wisconsin? What it is, what happens in it. I, I may or may not have used the shuffleboard comparison. No, most people do. It's an easy comparison. Yep. And it, I, the two are fairly similar. Yes. There's more more that is similar between shuffleboard and curling than, say, basketball and football. Hmm. I'm thinking about that. Maybe. I mean, the, the core of the game between shuffleboard and curling is the same thing. It's also the same thing as bocce ball, right? You're trying to get object close to point. Yes. It's it's uh, it's horseshoes. Yes, it's a, it's a lot of those. Bocce right? ball, those, horseshoes, those lawn darts. Are, is there a category? Lawn darts? Didn't they outlaw that? Probably. Or outlaw the sale of that? Probably. Is there a name for that style of game? Probably closest to the pin. Closest to pin? Okay. No, no closest to the pin. To the pin. Yeah. Well, it's, it's closest pin. Right. Strangely enough, you know the other game that falls in that category? Golf. Golf. When you, when you think about it like that, like, curling is like golf. What? Well, it's kind of funny because a lot of the curling clubs are also uh, on golf courses in most places out in the out in your neck of the woods in Wisconsin and Minnesota and stuff there because nobody's going to be golfing out there come November, December, January, February, March, April because it's it's cold in that upper you know Minnesota yep. area. Yep. Oh, it is cold out here in the winter. It's cold there too. Yes, I know, but you guys are farther north. Than us. So yeah, a lot of the curling clubs are attached to golf courses. Okay. There are a lot of sticks and stones events either in the beginning of the curling season or the um, end of the curling season where you, they people have made up rules where you, you play a curling match against somebody and then you go out and you play a round of golf against that same group of people. So it's, it's, uh, it's interesting, but it's cold. So I'm glad I'm not out there right now. I mean, you could just walk outside. It's supposed to be in the mid-70s today. Yes, it is currently 73 outside. Yeah, it's 76 over here. That's crazy. It's October. Yeah, the curling ice is at 22 degrees, and the current air in the building, I think we measured it at uh 50-something right now, which we're quite pleased of, because that's what we're always worried about, is the air temperature getting too high inside the building. Which would cause... Um, the ice to sublimate and actually just disappear. Huh. How how hot does it have to be for the ice to sublimate? Well, it depends on the humidity, because... Uh, hotter air can handle more moisture, right? Right. So the hotter the air gets, the, the humidity, it, it requires, it can pull more moisture out of the ice. So I'm not exact, it, it depends on the building and everything else. But yeah, it can actually just, just literally pull your ice away from you. And then you also got to worry about dew points and everything else there. It's, we brought a guy, well, the, the Great Lakes Curling Association brought a guy in from Canada. He was like top level Canadian ice maker. Like he, he's the one who does like the Canadian national championships ice, right? Okay. There's a lot of info about this that I didn't even think about. It's like, oh, well, you have ice this way, then then your building temperature is going to have to be here. But if your building is this big, then you have to worry about this. If your building is this small, you have to, I'm just going to just go and like, we used to just put water in a can and sprinkle it on the ice. 
He's talking about a reverse osmosis system and deionized water. He's talking about trying to measure water that has like four parts per million of some sort of mineral content. And you're like, I, I, we could just take a hose and just wash the whole thing down. Yeah, no, it's, it's, whew, you, I now realize why there are like six levels of ice technician certifications for the Canadian <laughs> curling group, because some of these guys, those, those Canadians, man, they take their ice seriously. Yes. Very seriously. But that is not here today. Well, it's, it was there today. It was there today, but it's not now. It is now. Not now is now is the podcast. Yes. Topics. Thank you for pushing it off till Sunday. Topics. Yes. Topics. Speaking of Volkswagen. <laughs> They're not the only one with problems. Uh-oh. Yeah. So Who um, else is experiencing issues and what did they do? Well, the um, the Guardian. Yeah. Uh, went out along with uh, Consumer Reports and did um, on-road tests of a lot of the different diesel cars, not just Volkswagen diesels, but then they were like, well, Volkswagen's got an issue. What about the other diesels? So they took uh, Renault, Nissan, Hyundai, Citroen, Fiat, Volvo, Jeep, Mercedes-Benz, Honda, Mazda, and Mitsubishi diesels out and tested them in real-world conditions. Yeah. Um, all of them pumped out significantly more nitrous oxide than uh, what any of them tested at. Ah, so other people did it. Yeah, it, well, uh, let's say, so some Honda models emitted six times the regulatory limit of nitrous oxide. Some 4x4 models, which they didn't name, had 20 times the NOx limit compared to what they were tested at. So, yes, Volkswagen did something wrong. Yeah, they purposely cheated the system. Yeah. But now the new question is, is the test that they're doing for this, is that even realistic? Or is everybody playing, it, are people studying for the test and using their, building their cars to pass the test and then not caring about what the actual requirements are? So are the auto, so, the automakers are just... Are, are you asking if the test is fair? Well, I'm thinking is... is, is my thought is the test needs to be fixed. Okay. If if, if it's... A, yes, Volkswagen is wrong, but it seems everybody across the board is having the same issue where well, when they do these, the test... These people weren't defeating... They didn't have a device in there that said switch how the engine runs when it's undergoing a test. Yes. Right? Let's be no. clear. Yeah. That's, that's very different. Yes. No, what we are yeah, talking Volkswagen, about, however, is that even though they're passing the tests on... On the road, cars that have seen use and are, are live are still producing more. Yes, I am. that is correct. But is that more than they do during the test? Or if you took these in and tested them, would they not pass? No, no. They, when they, these, all the cars, all the diesel cars in Europe are required to pass the same test. So they, all these models have been tested and have been passed before. So they, these are all road legal vehicles, according to the test. As soon as you pull them out and put them in the real world, then they're on average four times over the legal limit. So, yeah, the test is, there's something going on. Yeah. Is the test just in such ideal conditions? Is that what's going on? That's what I'm thinking is the, the test. This is the, like the, the mileage. Yeah, where the, the mileage is, okay, we know that the mileage test is this, this, and this. Because in order to test all of them, it has to be repeatable, right? So they have to know what the conditions are, and you have to know yeah. what's going to happen. It has to be repeatable. That's, that's a given. 
So the automakers know what they have to do. So they could just build their own test and work the cars until they pass the test. But then as soon as they get out and do anything else, it just they're built to pass the test and not built to actually reduce emissions is what they are. I see. So we need to change the tests. Yes. And uh, on a good note, um, Mercedes and Honda are actually on record saying that they are supporting tighter regulations and better tests. Yay. Good for them. Okay. Well, good for them that they want to support it. Bad for them because their tests emitted above the official levels. Yeah. Both yeah. Honda and Mercedes were at least twice the official level. So that's that's silly. Uh, happier news. PS4. Yes. Is cheaper. Price cut of 50 bucks. Uh, it's not that much cheaper. It's still 50 bucks. It puts it on the same price range. It, well, it puts it on the same price point as the Xbox One. Okay. Except that you know that Microsoft is about to drop the Xbox One price because it's holiday season. <laughs> True. I, like, it's October. Of course they're dropping the price. And, yeah. Okay, but good to know they've, they've dropped the price, $50. So if you're... If you're if you were holding out because you're like, man, it's just a little too much. If it were just $50 cheaper, I'd get one. Now you can go get one. The uh, Canadian also price has been dropped from 450 to 430 Versus 350 in the U.S.? Yes. Uh, let's see. USD to CAD, a hundred. Uh, so is it three hundred and fifty US dollars? Yes, is four hundred and fifty-three Canadian. So it's the same price. Well, it's a little bit cheaper if I actually drove to Canada and bought it and then brought it back. But then I would have oh, to drive now it's, to because now it's four hundred and thirty Canadian. Yeah. yeah, you'd save a little bit of money, but don't forget you have to uh, exchange the money. Yeah, no, you'd have to exchange it, then drive over the border, buy it, and then bring it back. Yep. And um, and then sure it's the, then you have a PS4 that's going to be too polite to play certain games. <laughs> you also have to make sure you know that the border agent, because don't you have to declare purchases over a certain amount? Yeah. And then you'd have to pay some sort of import tax probably are you really going to try like you don't think you could just bring in the ps4 no, you you, pr- you could but i'm just saying legally you would technically have to yes, declare it you you would be breaking the law that is true you would be breaking the law for it's one saving. of those laws where most people just kind of ignore the law yeah but i'm saying in order to save 20 bucks yeah you'd be actually committing it, it might even be a felony yeah hmm federal felony to save 20 bucks 20 bucks Canadian. Yeah. I was thinking about this. I'm like, I'm going to be in Detroit next weekend. I'm actually technically going to be in Canada for a bit next weekend. Oh, because you have the marathon. Yeah. You are not going to stop in the middle of your marathon to buy a PS4 and then run the rest of the way back with it. No, I feel like the border agents would probably stop me if I'm running across the border (laughs) with with a PS4 PS4 box under my arm. Sir, did you pay for that? Uh, yes. (laughs) Yes, I did pay for it. I did not steal this, and I am not running away from Canadian authority. <laughs> oh, God, that's next week, isn't it? The marathon? Yeah. yeah. When is it? Uh, Sunday. Okay. I guess we're recording on Saturday, yeah? Yes, we're recording on Saturday. I'm going to get my pasta from her bellies. High and carbs. Head over. Hmm? High carbs. High carbs. And then you're going to drive to Detroit. Yep. Spend the night in Detroit. Yep. And get then up. run to Canada. Run to Canada. Run back. Run through Detroit. Um, Get out of Dodge before the Lions game starts. Who are they playing? I don't know. I have not paid attention to the Lions schedule because we are not... Um, oh, they're playing Cardinals today. Let's see what Yeah, they're that's today. Sunday, October 18th. They're playing Chicago. The Bears. They're playing Chicago. That's awesome. Yeah, you definitely want to get the fuck out of there. Except you probably <laughs> yeah. won't be able to because the game's at 1 o'clock. Yeah, the game's at 1, so... Um, when, when does your marathon end? Marathon starts at 7... Um, 
four, four and a half hours for the run, another hour or so to shower because running for four hours. Yep. You're now at noon. You probably want to eat. Well, normally the the goal is get out of Detroit first, then stop for food. (laughs) Okay. So you're at noon. Yeah. So everyone's coming into the city. Yeah. So I could probably get out as long as I start driving away from Ford Field. Yep. We should be okay. Yeah. Just to, I don't want to drive. Don't want to drive anywhere near towards Ford Field. No, there was. Oh God, the lines are zero and four. <laughs> yes, the lines are zero and four. Oh, this is going to be another zero and sixteen year, or zero and seventeen, I guess. Nope, zero and sixteen by week. Which is why um, we, as a radio station who carry the lines, are kind of glad we decided not to pick them up this year. We're like, yeah, uh, no, I think we're okay. I I had uh, speaking of radios and football, the NPR station in Wisconsin, the NPR, the Wisconsin Public Radio, rather, uh, just did their fall membership drive. One of the incentives is anyone who donated was entered into a raffle for two tickets to the Skybox at Lambeau Field on the forty-yard line for the Packers Lions game. Oh, it's not bad. That's not bad at all. That's the way that we're playing. By we, I mean the Lions. That's, That's going to be a bad game for the Lions. That would be a good game to watch. At Lambeau. I, depends on what you want to see when you watch a football game. True. If you want to see one team slaughter another, that's a great game to watch. I, I feel like that's what, if you're cheering for the home team, that is what you're always cheering for. Is you just, I'm cheering for a good game. Really? Yeah. I want to see a good game. There are certain circumstances where I want to see one team just plowed into the ground. I was going to say, if you're at Michigan, if you're at the big house, and it's Michigan-Ohio State, are you cheering for a close game or are you cheering for a freaking slaughter? Uh, I'm in, in that specific circumstance, my true answer, which is actually the answer for a lot of, of uh, games, I'd be happy either way. I'd yes. be happy to see a, a really close game where both teams were giving it their all and it's clear that one team just pulled out way ahead of the other. And I'd be happy to see another game where it, it just isn't a competition. Like, they're just getting outplayed at every turn. I'd be happy with either one. Yes, but would you be more happy with the slaughter? Nope, I would not be more happy with one or the other. That's not how I watch football or sports. I don't believe you. That's fine. My Your belief does not change my viewpoint. Okay. Oh, speaking of cars. Oh, yeah, the semi-truck. Yeah, uh, Daimler, right? Yes. Daimler made some self-driving trucks. Yes. And they were testing them. We talked um, about Volvo putting theirs out on the road, right? Yep. Now, we... I I need to pull that up again. There was the classification of autonomous vehicles that someone had produced. Yes. Right, where it's like class zero is no autonomy. Class one is uh, the things like the lane keep assist and adaptive cruise control. Class two is there's someone behind the wheel, but the car is mostly doing it themselves. And class three is the car does everything. Mm -hmm. So where are these trucks? Um, I think it was uh, the the crew could still watch it, but I think the thing was actually steering itself down the highway using radar. Um, stereo camera array and off-the-shelf systems so i do believe this guy was actually so he wasn't touching the wheel no so that's class two yes no he was still there the if there was a problem he still would have to take the wheel if necessary jesus take the wheel it's like a one shot right if you've got a uh, a mexican truck driver with an autonomous vehicle jesus take the wheel oh now i want to design a uh, an automated system and make it an acronym called Jesus. That would be pretty good. <laughs> that would be pretty good. Wonder I gotta work out that acronym. Backronym, I guess, because I know what I want it to be. But they've put them out. Yeah. This is yep. 
every time I see like the stuff about autonomous vehicles in my head, I think of this is what we need to do first. The, if soon as we can start getting the infrastructure entirely autonomous, yep. that is where that's where the, yeah, yeah self driving cars. It's be, are, no, it's going to be the trucks. It's, it's going to be, be the trucks. Yes, absolutely, be the trucks. Got all the semi trucks on ninety four. All the oh shipping is goodness. autonomous. That's going to be huge, huge. And I like thing that is. right now they still need, you know, actual people with them because then people are still getting paid. And how do they handle snow? Yes, that would be good to know. Because when I'm driving on the highway and it's covered in snow, I still know that there's a lane there. Your Jesus system is going to be freaking out. <laughs> oh, it would be such a good name for an autonomous vehicle system. Jesus, take the wheel. I was thinking of naming an autonomous vehicle system Jesus. No, no, I'd name the autonomous vehicle system Jesus. No, okay, so he's actually going to call it Jesus. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Kate heard that and was like, wait, what? what? Yeah. Well, but but so that you can do Jesus take the wheel. Yeah, no, that that works perfectly, right? It's yeah. like that's the joke. The, the calling it Jesus is worthless until you know that it's Jesus take the wheel. Yeah, that would be the voice activation command that is required in order to get it to work. That is non-configurable. It's like saying Alexa. It's just, or you could say, "Okay, Google." Are you trying to get my watch and or computer to do something? I was hoping you were going to say, okay, Google as well, and then your watch and stuff would do something since no. you're wearing headphones. No. You got to work a lot harder to fake out me to get me to say that. <laughs> it took you. I heard the pause during that sentence. So you're like, wait, I have to word this correctly. Yep. <laughs> so speaking of self-driving cars. Um, yeah. Mercedes, Google, and now Volvo have now said that if one of their driverless cars gets into an accident, they will take, they will say, yeah, they will take full liability for accidents involving its driverless cars. Now, is that if the driverless car is at fault or just period? I'm not sure. Because like, if I see a Volvo driverless car on the road, I'm like, huh, my car is kind of crappy. Volvo is going to take full responsibility. I'm just going to swerve into its lane. If the customer uses the technology in an inappropriate way, then the user is still liable. Volvo will only accept liability for an accident if it was a result of the flaw in the car's design. Okay, so it's and it's only accepting it over the driver. It's not saying, like, if someone else hits you... Yeah, if a third-party vehicle causes the crash, then it would be liable. The liable one, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> no, the worst insurance fraud ever. You're just driving around <laughs> looking for driverless cars. <laughs> There's one! Get it! <laughs> Shoot the tires out. Just paint a big bullseye in the driverless car. Okay, so Google has said they accept liability. Uh, Volvo is saying they accept liability. Who else was it? And Mercedes. Mercedes? Yes. Okay, good for them. That's something that we need. Yes. Because this this stuff will not happen if they don't accept that liability. Yeah, part of the reason Volvo said that they are stating this is the fact that the rules and regulations for these autonomous vehicles, especially in the United States, is such just a weird patchwork system yep. that they just want to just <laughs> clean slate. They just we will accept. We take accept, yeah. We accept response. I'm a little concerned with how the media is going to react when one of these things gets into an, a fatal accident. Well, if the car company says it's accepting responsibility, uh, I'm just I'm seeing this along the same lines as. The problems with the ignition switch, where it was the 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 key would fall out of the ignition and cause the, the, you know fatal accidents because of this. Mm-hmm. Was it with the GM cars? Yeah, yeah, well, right. I, but but like the media scare that's going to show up 
when they say, you know, such and such vehicle caused an accident and ended the life of three people. I, I just see it as the next step up from this sort of thing there, where it's, oh, it was a fatal accident caused by an ignition switch there. Now, if they're coming out ahead of time and saying, yes, if it's a problem, it's our bad. Okay. I just see it as the next step up. The The problem, the big scare with this, the ignition switch stuff was that the automaker was not accepting responsibility for it. You're like, well, we don't know what you're talking about. Psst, we got to fix this. Yeah. Granted, I still sometimes am going to want, there are many times where I'm driving and I don't want to drive, but I have to. But there, I feel like there are some times I still want to drive. Where you just, you want to get behind the wheel and yeah. cruise around. Mm-hmm. Wait, if you if you had a choice of still every once in a while actually driving your own car, would you? Yeah, almost certainly. Yeah, but there's other times where I'm like, I don't want to drive. Yeah, no. Where I there's an issue up in Holland, I'm like, oh, that's an hour yeah. drive. Well, even even going to the Renaissance Festival, there was no address for this Renaissance Festival. The address was small field on the west of Highway W, out of New Glarus. <laughs> Wow, that's that's some small town directions there. So like I I, I couldn't put that into Google. When I tried to put the, the Renaissance Festival into Google, it was taking me to like the building in New Glarus that it was run out of. Yeah, so yes, I would have had to drive to that. Yeah, I got to be careful with that when I put in the stations into Google is because I don't know who in Google uh, was dumb enough to do this, but they put all the transmitter site locations into Google as (laughs) labeled as the the call letter stations for the stations. Oh, so if I put in right now into Google Maps, let me just see it. Yeah, maps loading the stupid more bigger maps. If I put in WHTC, which is our Holland station. Oh, sorry. HTC is fine. It's uh, what's the other one? W. Yeah, WKZF. I put in WKZO, I get two results. One of them is the actual studio. The other one is a big field where we have our transmitters. I feel like those transmitters, yeah, I guess they should be public knowledge, but that just seems like... Well, they, they have to be. They have, all the, yeah. uh, the transmitters have to be, licensed transmitters have to be in the FCC database, yep. which is public accessible. Yep. But if, you know, I have to go pick up tickets at WKZO and I put in WKZO and I see, oh, WKZO AM, sure. I click that and then I end up in the middle it of a field. takes you to a field. Yep. Uh, League of Legends World Championships are going on. I figure if we talk about football, we should probably talk about esports. Okay. They they are kind of a thing. Yes. So yes, they, are. they have been kicked off. World Championship is going on. The North American team is out. Ooh. Which is too bad. So who is still in it? No idea. I'm not really following the World You're not a big LOL fan? I used to be. A, I mean, I used to play it. And... I know I have friends who have hosted uh, world championship screenings and viewings like people would for the Super Bowl or for the uh, World Cup. Wait, what? What? Something about the World Cup? Have you, during the World Cup, yes. during the, the, the tournament of the World Cup, yes. you've never gone over to someone's house to watch the game? No. Did you know that people do that? I, I would assume people do that. Okay. Just like people, going over to somebody's house for the Super Bowl. Right. People throw viewing parties for, for tournaments like that. So you were invited to a viewing party for LOL? Yeah. Oh, absolutely huh. for LOL. But also, not this year, but in previous years, uh, I've also been invited and went to one for the World Cup. It was like six years ago, but I was. How bored were you? It was soccer. I was really, really, really bored. <laughs> there was good food. Well, of course, yeah. If you're hosting a sports party, you got to have... Yeah. You gotta well, have and, and with the World Cup, because what you can do is the games that are on that day, you can theme the food to those countries. Oh, yeah. So that's kind of cute, right? Like you yeah. go and watch Germany versus Italy, and there's uh, brats and sausages and beer next to pizza and wine and, and uh, pasta. 
that actually sounds like a pretty decent spread right there. Right. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. You mean you're, you're making delicious food and you want me to come over and eat it while hanging out with you? Of course. I, sure. What's on TV? Oh, oh, uh, sure. Go <laughs> Italy. No, nope, not, not Italy. Go Germany. Okay. You have, you have to, you uh, have to, you have to know who to cheer for by the time the person opens the door, you look at them and you're like, ah, okay. Now I know who to cheer for. <laughs> right. Like, uh, you're wearing colors that are different. Okay. So <laughs> are you wearing black or are you wearing green? Who's playing today? Okay. For those of you who are our international listeners, we in the U.S. very rarely actually pay attention to the World Cup. Yes. At least uh, prior to about six years ago. Yes. Unless now it we, was actually held in the United States. Now we pay, pay more attention, attention to it. When was it held in the United States? 1996? Really? When the hell did they play it? World Cup USA host. Uh, FIFA World Cup hosts. They played it all over the U.S. Or is it 94? Yes, 1994 held it. How often is it held? It's every four years, isn't it? Yeah. Like the Olympics. Yes. Um, Zynga has launched gamified ads. Yeah, so you're They're playing... really gamified ads. They're just ads disguised as games. They're, they're ads in your games disguised as part of your game. Hey, dog. I heard you like ads and games. So I put games in your ads in your game so you can game while your ads so there's the game farmville harvest swap which is sort of like candy crush sort of thing there it's a match three yeah it's a match three game and there's now a hidden valley themed level so where does it draw the line between advertisement and sponsored content i don't know i don't know it's at what point do you cross that line is there a line is all i don't think there's a line i mean between because because think about movies and product placement in movies would you consider that an advertisement product placement depends on how blatant it is so like james bond movies with sony Erickson phones. That's, and you know, Aston Martins. And Aston Martins. Is that an advertisement or is that product placement? It's it's a blurred line now. I feel. Right. It's, yeah. It's all together. So I don't know. I'm 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 actually not really dinging Zynga on this one. Yes. Yeah, so it's a Hidden Valley Ranch themed level. So you harvest ingredients for a Hidden Valley Ranch recipe. After people completed the recipe, they could click a link to get the to the brand's recipe site. So it's like, hey, uh, collect the ingredients for this chicken dish hey do you actually want the recipe for this chicken dish here we go i mean I, I i that sounds great actually games that give me recipes and ideas of things to eat i'm totally okay with that uh so zynga during the testing phase uh measured double digit increases in the number of people that opted to play these sponsored levels versus watching a video ad right because it's still the game yeah no it's still the game it'd be like well i i would have no problem Although it I'm might play- be a little weird when in like oh but it might be a little weird when like plants versus zombies 3 and you have to use miracle grow brand product to plant in a certain kind of soil yeah that seems a little pushing it but like what's this doing if if you get a miracle grow level that will give you hey do you want to try out this miracle grow level where you gotta you know you're given certain requirements and if you beat the level you get extra in-game currency yeah sure why not with that yeah no that's the miracle grow challenge (laughs) uh if someone from PopCap is listening you owe us (laughs) You, you owe us big time. 
somebody from Miracle Grow is listening, you know. Good luck I, with PopCap. Yeah, good luck with PopCap. And I got I got some plants back here that, you know, could could use some loving. Are you trying to, to get someone from Miracle Grow Corporate to come out and fertilize your, your plants? No, I'm you know, we could use a bag of fertilizers. Actually the plants don't need any help. Oh my god, the peppers. I actually, <laughs> I actually still have to try my hot sauce to see if it's even good because it's been a couple weeks now. Yeah. Oh, so you see. made hot sauce. Yeah. That was that orange jar of stuff that I posted yeah. on the hangouts. Yeah, I, I saw it. Yeah. I haven't actually tried it yet. You posted that when I posted something else. I don't remember what I posted though. Something bead related, I think. Oh uh, probably. Uh, log me in. Bought last pass. Yep. It happened. I don't so what use does this log mean? me in anymore. Because I just use Chrome. You use Chrome to remember all your passwords? No, LogMeIn wasn't a password manager. Oh yeah, yeah. LogMeIn was the the remote connection it's a thing. Remote desktop. Yeah. Oh, so you just use Chrome's desktop now? Yeah, I just use Chrome remote desktop. I gotta set that up on my work laptop so I can get into this it's computer if needed. Really, really nice because you can just control it from your phone very easily. No messing around with VNC. Yeah, I really gotta do that on this guy. So, what do you think? Why, why do you think they bought him? I, I don't know. Like, they they don't have a lot of overlap between their two products. There is some synergy in the sense that if you use LastPass, you don't have to remember 20 different LogMeIn passwords. But they they just don't feel like they sit together. All right, here we go. This is the LogMeIn chairman and CEO. We believe this transaction instantly gives us a marketing-leading position in password management while also providing a highly favorable foundation for delivering the next generation of identity and access management solutions to individuals, teams, and companies. Okay, that's what it is then. They're, they wanted the, the existing groundwork that LastPass has, and yes. they want to start building that into the LogMeIn platform. Okay. It'll, it should work out between yeah. them. I think they'll, they'll do well together. Oh, I don't remember if we used LogMeIn or TeamViewer at work for some of our stuff. Uh, we used LogMeIn, you and I, because we used Hamachi back in the day. Yes. And Hamachi was a fantastic tool. Yes. Oh my god, virtual local network anywhere. Very true, yes. It was perfect, especially for some classic games that would let you do local networking. Now, we could probably set up a VPN if we really wanted to, but Hamachi was just the one-stop shop. Yeah, I, if if I needed that, I'd probably still just go back to Hamachi. Because it was so easy. Yeah, you install it, you turn it on, you're good. Yeah. Netflix costs a dollar more. What? This is the second time they've done this in, what, like three years, two years? The streaming only is now nine ninety nine a month. Now, this still lets you do the two screen, yeah, two screens at once. All right. Yeah, if you're already paying for Netflix, Netflix a dollar a month. Not that much. No. I just worry that it's going to happen again and again and again. And well, again. what about what about $20 extra per month? $20 extra a month is a lot of money. Yes, <laughs> which is happening to Verizon. What? The the grandfathered unlimited data plans, the old ones that they don't offer anymore. Yeah. Um, so they they aren't going to get rid of them because that would be the, the media backlash on that saying that they're going to get rid of their old plans would be ridiculous. Right. So they're just raising the prices of it so that people get off of them. Yeah. $20 per line for unlimited data. So it's now 50 bucks a month for unlimited data. Can they do that? Can they just go in and be like, yeah, you still have this plan. It's We're raising the price by 20 bucks. I mean, I guess all those contracts would have expired by now. Yeah, no. So they, they're just, you have to, they're going to honor the things there, but they're like, well, um, we're just going to, we're not going to cancel your plan. We're just going to make it too costly for you to keep it going. Okay, so yeah, this change only impacts customers who are out of contract. If you sign into an existing two-year agreement, you'll keep your current rate for the term of that contract. Once you go month to month, though, the $50 data fee takes effect. Government and corporate accounts won't be included in the price hike. All right, let's talk about Amazon. 
All right, what about Amazon? Well, we got three things. Amazon has, uh, there was an XKCD comic not too long ago. Okay. About, or maybe it was a what if. I think it was a what if. Uh, about the fastest data transmission. Yes, the station wagon full of data tapes, which is now yeah. a station wagon full of SD cards, right? Right, and that you could you could actually transfer more data if you transferred it in bulk using that. Yes. Uh, Amazon is taking this to the next level. Yes, with Snowball. A physical appliance that you plug your computer into, transfer the data, you probably more likely plug your server into it, transfer the data, and then ship it back to Amazon. And they will upload it to their server then for free. So yeah, so you, you, you create a job in the management console and the Snowball appliance will be automatically shipped to you. It's a big box. Um, How many it, terabytes of data are in this box? What did it say? 50 terabytes of data. Jeez. It's about the size of the old desktop computers. So you plug it in, you copy to it, and you ship it back. Yes. Which, if you're trying to upload 50 terabytes of data... It's going to take a little bit of time. This will probably be faster. Yeah, so that's this is not for, you know, uploading your family photos. No, this is backing up a, like, huge network. Yeah, backing up a supercomputer calculation sort of thing. Yeah. Well, that's cool. It's kind of a niche market. Yeah, especially since every import-export job will cost $200. Yep. The server is free for the first 10 days on-site. Then it's $15 a day. And then if you're exporting data out of the Amazon cloud, it's going to cost $0.03 per gigabyte. So, yeah, this is a very niche. Yeah. So how about Amazon for the rest of us? Because there's two other Amazon topics, both of which are going to be much more applicable to the everyday person than this ridiculous shipping 50 gigabytes through FedEx. No, no, 50 terabytes. 50 terabytes through FedEx. That's a lot of terabytes. 50, well, it's 50 of them. Yes. Uh, speaking of 50, there's a $50 tablet. Yes, the $50 7-inch Amazon Fire tablet. Part of the complaints, well, the first complaint right now is the fact that the SD card slot in there won't read ebooks. What? Yeah, so you can't sideload ebooks into your Fire tablet to read because the it's currently not reading. But it's it's an Amazon tablet. I know. Why can't I not read ebooks on an Amazon tablet? That's an well, you, you can read Amazon ebooks on the Amazon tablet. I can read Kindle ebooks on an Amazon tablet. Yeah, but if you try to bring in any other ebooks, currently the card reader is not recognizing those files. We don't know if that's a bug or a quote unquote feature. <laughs> We just don't know. I don't think it qualifies as a feature, even if it's not a bug. That, that does not qualify as a feature. I is it a it bug a or is it a, a, is it a design decision? There you go. Yeah. A restriction. The other problem was the fact that it's a Fire tablet, so you wouldn't have access to the Google Play Store. You're stuck in the Amazon app infrastructure, right? Okay, but that's that's any Amazon device. Yes, which right. normally you would have to go through and root the device and install your own operating system on the thing there to counteract the Amazon stuff. It'd be a, it's a, it'd be a, it'd be work, right? Yep. Normally. Uh, it turns out, according to the XDA developers, you just have to download a zip file to your computer okay. and then just run, copy it onto the thing there and run it as an uncompressed version on your tablet. And then a few minutes later, boom, you have a Google Play Store on your Amazon Fire tablet. Okay. So it's installing Play Services. Yeah. Okay. You don't have to root it. You don't have to do anything with it. it it's even, somebody even made a video of how to do it if you don't even want to read the instructions. You just follow the video with the links under the YouTube video and then boom. No That's hacking, no nothing. You just plug it into your computer, follow the directions, and you've got... A fifty dollar, pretty good Google Android tablet. tablet. That's that's nice. Wow, that's actually really nice. Yeah, good for XDA. Sucks to be Amazon. <laughs> Last piece of Amazon news. 
Handmade at Amazon. Handmade at Amazon. Amazon okay. is allowing people, currently they are inviting people, to sell their handmade crafts through Amazon's marketplace. So it's an Amazon Etsy. It is exactly an Amazon Etsy. Man, Amazon is going after everybody right now. I'm expecting very soon to see an Amazon driving service. <laughs> so an Amazon version of Uber? Exactly. Who also would go it, to go around and deliver your Amazon products for you? Yep. Like we talked about, what, last week? Last week, yeah. That would not be Uber for Amazon. That would be Amazon's Uber. Yeah. Um, like, this is, this is getting a little out of hand. There have been a lot of Amazon announcements in the last two weeks. I still remember, there was one we didn't even talk about where Amazon was actually going after Angie's list of all people. You're like, well, crap. Yeah, yeah. They're Amazon local or something like that. Yeah, where it's like Amazon they're, is basically they hook you up. It's crazy. They, they go, okay, so what websites are people using? Okay, where people are using Etsy. People Let's are make using our us. own. Using this, this, this. Okay, well, we can do a version of this. We can do a version of this. Like, a version the of only this. thing Amazon hasn't started tapping into is is a search engine. Oh, the the history of the internet video. What? Um, there was there was a video we saw in one of our media classes where it's supposedly supposed to be in the future, but it's set up as oh, when Google and Amazon have merged. Yes, Google's on. But no, bad. I did not say the words computer. <laughs> I said, oh, when Amazon and Google have merged. Not a single part of that had the word okay or the word Google. Why did you open up a new tab? Bad computer. Bad computer. Oh. The video is actually called Epic 2014. Epic 2014? Yes. But that's a version of the software that we run. <laughs> Google's on. Okay. Oh, there's also an Epic 2015 as well. Also a version of the software that we run. There's <laughs> a Flash movie released in November of 2004. Oh my yes. God. No, I remember when this first came out and then I suddenly realized, holy crap. It's we're past that time. Yeah, we're past after the fictional. And thankfully, it hasn't happened yet. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's the, uh, the, the uh, not the singularity. Is it the singularity? The convergence? The point of like when man and machine and everything just becomes one? Well, no, this is just, uh, this one is calling the, the conglomeration of digital products. Okay. HoloLens development. $3,000 yeah, for a dev kit. Yeah, it's an expensive piece of equipment. That is a very expensive piece of equipment. They are currently actually taking... To be. Hmm? They are taking, yes. They're taking it out on tour, though. So if you are a developer and you want to have hands-on with this... Do I have to be registered as a developer? Probably. Okay. They have a, they have a really cool demo of what it could look like. Oh, the Project I wonder how much, Yeah, I wonder how much of this was the Kinect development. That is true. Yeah, no, because it's... Because it's 3D in, mapping... It's, yeah. it's creating the room. You know what I really wish somebody would do at some point is, because uh, you know, Microsoft had that photosynth program, right? Where you can yeah. take 2D pictures and create... A 3D object. Yeah. Yep. I'm thinking something along the lines of a Kinect and virtual cameras, but using actual like studio grade cameras. Ooh. Things that you have that are computer controlled. So you yep. know the exact focal length, you know the exact angle. You know everything about it. Yeah, you know X, Y, and yeah, because the, the news cameras now, I've been to a couple of the conferences where I can see these. The news cameras now are just, you can do anything remotely. You can even program certain things in there. So you know, the, okay, it's time for the weather. So you hit the weather button and then the camera will pan and zoom and focus everything that it needs to do. Yep. So you don't actually need a cameraman anymore. You just need a guy to watch the cameras to make sure if something gets stuck, he can go in there and manually move it. But still, it's you get all the computer controls and then you get 
create a 3D object from two of those or three of those or four of those. I don't know. That's that's my that's my it's bound to happen sooner or later idea. Yeah, probably. Well, getting back to sports, think about that. You we all know that the we're all it's like the the yellow line on football. Yep. Just and what it took to to create that. Yeah, but put that in today's technology. Did the football actually cross the goal line? Above oh, the plane. Because it would, it would just track the football? Yeah. yeah. And then you could actually create a 3D camera to actually look like straight down above where the football is. There's not a camera there, but you could. 3D camera, nothing. Put the camera in the helmet of every football player. <laughs> Mike, every player, put cameras on every player? If, oh, you, yeah. if you put a camera, front-facing camera, on every player, that is 22 cameras on the field at a given time, most of which will probably be looking for the ball. Yes, that could you could get a lot of data points on that. You just need a supercomputer to crunch it all. Yeah, well, but that, that supercomputer is becoming less and less super all the time. Very true. And you wouldn't need to crunch it for every play. No, you just need to crunch it on those key calls. Uh, you just cr- crunch it on the last play, and then you just wipe the system, crunch it again, wipe the yep. system, crunch it again, wipe the system. Yep. Most football players are what ten seconds maybe long, if that. I mean, that's still a lot of data. That is, yes, yeah, still a oh lot of data. Oh my god. Uh, so anyway, moving along, uh, oh, that's the wrong Experian link. Experian got hacked? Yeah, sort of. That's the wrong link, though. I'm going to need to try and fix it. Let's just skip that one for now. I think we're doing good on time. Uh, yes, uh, yes, d- yes, for what are. it's worth, Experian got hacked, and it was Experian's T-Mobile data. So anyone who applied for credit from T-Mobile through Experian, their data was made. Uh, their data was lost. It was leaked. Hacked. Great. DraftKings and FanDuel. Yeah, so one of the guys and, from like draft- insider trading, basically yes. So now the two companies are not allowed to compete in each other's uh, pools because they have basically insider data. Okay, which I really hope that Congress gets into this because then you can actually go after them using basically insider data laws or insider trading laws on this sort okay. of thing. I thought and it was really, just gambling. Well, that they they can do it the same way they went after the online poker guys. Ah. Because remember when online poker was big, those commercials were freaking everywhere, just like these stupid FanDuel commercials and DraftKings commercials all the time you see them. And I'm just like, okay, I hope so the what government did these people, shuts you down. What did these people do? Um, The guy was working for one of the two companies. He okay. entered a contest, one of like the $5 million contests yeah. at the other company. Okay. And he won second place. So he won $350,000 or something like that. Okay. His thing was, though, that he had used data from his own company to kind of he basically looked to see what would win in his own company and, and used it in the other one used it in the other one yeah i see okay so i mean he just had a huge data source right yes okay that's less less evil than what i had originally thought yeah the the, the, the insider trade analogy is not he was using perfect. data that other people didn't have access to yes but if if they had made their data public then anyone could have done that yes okay i mean the whole thing's shady anyway yeah especially since all the casinos and other stuff are saying that this is basically basically sports betting and so um they should be regulated as such but they're not yep um so the iphone 6s came out right okay turns out there are actually two versions of it out there okay because apple split the processors between tsmc and samsung okay so you and i even though we don't have iphone successes we could have We could, if we both had an iPhone success, have gotten the same phone at the same time from the same store. And gotten two different companies' chips. Yes. But the chip is made to a certain specification. Yes, but the... Uh, what, was the quality control different? That's what it seems. The The TSMC chip had about eight hours of battery life. The Samsung had only six. Okay. 
That sounds stupid. That Apple could put two different bits of hardware into the same no. product? No, absolutely not. That's fine. That's fine. What's stupid is that the two different products have different draws that they like. There should be some high quality control there. That's what Apple is friggin known for is high quality control. Yeah. And this happened where two different phones could have major differences, even though they are basically two hours difference in battery life is like not good. No, not good at all. So don't know. But that's that's kind of shady and bad job. Apple. Yes. Like super bad job. Apple. So yeah, worse battery life, slightly slower, slightly, it runs slightly hotter as well. So you can, oh, bad move, Apple, bad yep. move. Bad job, Apple. 5G is out and testing. Yes, this they, which is the first interesting because they haven't finalized the standard. No, especially since, um, well, they've got the, like we talked about, the overarching ideas of what they want, and now people yeah. are trying to figure out how to do it. Yeah. So... Um, other tests were run where people were able to get, um, this one, they got 3.6 gigabits per second, which is fast over a wireless connection. Um, but the, the good thing was that they used sub six gigahertz frequencies to get these speeds. Okay. And for the rest of us, that means, um, everybody else was getting, you know, speeds around this three gigabits per second, so on and so forth, except they were using uh, radio spectrum at 28 gigahertz or 73 okay. gigahertz. We're talking like super high frequency, which A, doesn't have the penetrating power. Right. So as soon as you walk into a building, boom, there goes your high speed internet. And also it doesn't handle travel very well. What do you mean handle travel? Um, Traveling towards or away from the towers because ah. the Doppler shift causes it to fluctuate too much at that high frequency. Okay. So this one would mean, hey, we could actually do 5G and not have to basically completely reinstall our infrastructure for cord- for wireless phones. Okay, that's cool. Good for them. Because yeah, uh, 4G is currently up at 3.6 gigahertz. So it's not, it's still a bit of a jump. So we'll need, you know, some new hardware, but, you know, not like new towers and new everything else for jumping all the way up into the high microwave, even higher range of, yeah, I saw that 78 gigahertz. I was like, really? That's, that's pretty Seems high up there. High. Yep. So yeah, Verizon also is going to be testing out their version of 5G, I think in either next year or the year after in the US. So we'll see what Verizon does for 5G, but 3.6 gigabits per second. That's some high speed data, wirelessly. Yep. <sighs> so anything else you want to hit? Uh... GameStop is adding Steam sections to the store. Yes. Since Steam is now moving towards hardware. Yes. So your Steam box, you could actually go to a GameStop and actually, you know. Yep. I love that say GameStop, Game UK, and EB Games. Isn't that all the same company? Yes. Okay. Store within a store, which we knew that they were planning on doing because they're doing that with ThinkGeek anyway. Yes. So now Steam's going to be there. ThinkGeek's going to be there. And now all the rest of your GameStop stuff as well. So they're pulling Neat. a Best Buy, basically. Yeah. I, they had to. They had yeah. to. It's kind of neat. It'll be nice to be able to go somewhere and just buy a Steam controller. Or actually actually, you know, try one out physically first. Yeah, before committing 50 bucks. Yeah, for the controller. And that's that. Speaking of Steam, I believe it's time for a review. Yes, random review, Dave. Doodle God for Steam. Doodle God. What am I looking at? Do you remember in the early days of Android, and actually the early days in Flash, uh, a game called Alchemy? Yes. Where you got elements, and you combined them to create different things. That's still on my phone right now. Is it? Yes. Are you sure? 
Pulling up the apps on my phone. Wait for it while he checks. Alchemy Premium. Okay. Doodle God is that. Currently, I have found 158 out of 390 elements. Damn it. Why do they keep adding stuff? Oh, darn. They keep expanding your game. (sighs) Doodle God is almost exactly that. In fact, a lot of the same elements appear in a lot of the same combinations. Uh, So, you know, combining fire and water gives you alcohol. Yay, booze. What are you searching for, Andy? I'm just trying to find a link for the for the website. Okay. Uh, it's Doodle God has been around for a while. It's been available on a lot of different platforms. Now it is available on Steam. I see this. It did not make the transition very smoothly. Oh. At least I I don't feel that it did. It's six bucks on Steam, so it's super cheap, and it will probably be even cheaper when it goes you know on sale during the Steam sales. Um, it's. I feel like playing it on the phone is better, and that's where it's meant to be. It's also available on Android. It's available through Google Play. Uh, doodle guy, I'm trying to remember how much it is. Play.google.com. It's like a yeah, it's a buck. Oh, so it's a sixth of the price. Uh, and it it really is more designed for phone and tablet, like just the way it's set up. It's cute. It's the alchemy combined two game. There's some fun ones that you can make. There's not a whole lot beyond that. Uh, There are some special things where you have these artifacts, and so you have to do combinations of three to create the artifact. So, like, Stonehenge took three things, Pyramids took three things. Hmm. Uh, The thing that I was not particularly happy with Doodle God is there's a timeline that you travel along. What? And so you start in, in the, like, elemental period, where you're just combining elements, and you make life, and dinosaurs, and alcohol, and, like, just very basic things. But then it starts branching you get to technology and then you get to modern and mythical and certain things can only be made in certain time periods so when i start and i combine water and water and i don't get anything and then later on i combine water and water and i get c that's a little upsetting that is it it makes sense when you start talking about the modern versus mythical because like modern you get businessman police officer fireman super well, a superhero was in there before. Uh, and then the mythical ones are, you know, Jedi and Sorcerer. But I, I don't know that I like that you have to keep in mind when you are in order to create things. Yeah, no, that's... The, the organization is great, though. All of, the, all of the different elements are put into a category, and so it's easier to find them instead of scrolling through that giant list. You just click on the category you want, and it opens up. There's like 12 or 16 elements per category. Uh, and they're they're color coded too. They all look the same or similar. They all look similar enough you can see which ones are from the same category. Well, yeah, because that's that's part of the problem with the alchemy. Is I'm scrolling through, going, okay, where the frick is this? Definitely so, worth the dollar on Android. Okay, but the six dollars on Steam. Maybe wait for three dollars. Okay, or four. I could do it for four, but six is a no go. Yeah. Okay. Other than that, it's fun. It's a cute game. It's very well designed. Just that one piece really, really threw it for me and annoyed me. Well, it's the one thing where it kind of just breaks it. You're like, wait, I have to figure out what timeline I'm in? Really? Oh, it's, you know what timeline you're in. It's just I have to figure out what things I have to retest now that I'm in a new timeline. Uh, water plus water should always equal C. Yep. It just should. Yep. Random topic. Random topic. Rolled ahead of time. Actually, finally rolled a natural one. Yeah, well, I... 
Why do you say a natural one, Andy? Do you know what the opposite of natural is in this case? Modified one? Right. We don't have any modifiers. True. All of our roles are the natural role. True, but if I, I feel like if I want to roll a one or a 20, I feel like I should just... It's it's always just been a nat one or a nat 20. Yes, because we don't do modified. So you roll a one. Yes. A natural one and a modified one because modified is plus zero. Uh, the random topic is the Italian Hall Massacre, which actually happened Crap. in Michigan. Okay, Google, UP. what is the Italian Hall Massacre? Um, so some miners in the UP in 1913 were striking against the mining company, and they were all at the Italian Hall for a Christmas party when somebody uh, yelled fire. Okay, and which is the, illegal to do if there isn't actually a fire. Yes, and the party was held on the second floor of this Italian Hall. There was a steep stairway that was uh, the only way from the second floor. There was also a poorly marked fire escape on one side of the building. And there were ladders going down the back of the building that you had to climb out a window to get to. Yeah. So there were over 400 people in the room. Somebody yelled fire. There was no fire. People panicked and rushed for the stairs. And 73 people were killed in the mob rush to get out of the building. Wow. So most people at the time thought that the mining company was had an agent there who actually was the one who... Who um, shouted out fire? fire? Yeah. Well, it, was, it wasn't the mining company, but it was Citizens Alliance, which is a local anti-trade unit organization. So somebody who would have been on the side of the mining management company. But yes, no, that was 73 people, which I think, uh, I have to double check this, but I do believe that was the largest mass murder in Michigan, which I originally thought was the I, mad bomber of Bath, but it turns well, out I was... Hang on, hang on. Mass murder. Was this classified as murder? Mass murder w- would have been someone setting the building on fire. But somebody yelling fire in a crowded building is not murder. Well, what would you consider it, that to be? It's illegal. Well, it's public how? endangerment. But it's not murder. If somebody died in the process of you shouting fire, it's not that, murder. Is, would that be like manslaughter then? Uh, the person who ended up actually killing them it would be manslaughter. That is absolutely not murder. I don't see anything in here where it's murder. Okay, so my, I guess my definition of what murder is is not not an actual murder. Like it, it was tragic. It is awful. Uh, it says death store. The truth behind Michigan's largest mass murder. But this this was not a murder unless they found someone and charged him and said like you did this with the intent of killing X, Y, and Z. Well, nobody knows exactly who shouted fire. Right. So it's one of those. I I don't. I would not classify this as murder, and I doubt that legally it is classified as murder. Here, see also shouting fire in a crowded theater. Really, that's on the wiki. Yeah. Oh. It's on Wikipedia. It's a popular metaphor. Uh, falsely, falsely shouting fire. Literal examples. I, I don't think causing mass panic is murder. Okay. I don't know what it would be, so I, I will go with your thing there. Okay, but still, 73 people died there. That was... Yeah, that's that's a little suspicious. 73 people is a lot of people. There were 400 in there, right? Yes. So almost a quarter of them died trying to get out. Yes. Now, wow. Some people say that was because some of the doors actually opened inward rather than outward. Except all photos show the opposite. Well, they... Some people say that there were inner doors that are not shown. Yeah, some people want to build up the mystery of it because then it promotes tourism. Yes, which the building in, no longer is standing. So Cal you met Michigan. The, the tourism is not exactly great. Well, you, you're up in the you're up in the, what the the tip of the friggin' Upper Peninsula is where you are. Where are the painted lakes up there? I don't know. Come on, Dave. You were you Michigan. I was what? I was what? I never. Uh, do you know the number of times I've been to the Upper Peninsula? 
are you trying to Google that? Like, yes, I'm trying to figure out where these were. It's not the Painted Lakes. What are the name of the, the lakes up in the UP? There's the Ice Caves. Is that what you're thinking? I think it's somewhere along the lines of the Ice Caves. No, not Lice Caves. Ice Caves. The Lice Caves. <laughs> that sounds really like a place I want to stay far away from. Well, there are cave lice. Yeah, no, no. Calumus not, not going down that, no. In 1900, was 4,668 people. The estimated 2014 population, 708. Oof. Guess that's what happens. Your mining town shuts down. Yep. Dang. The village of Calumet. It is Calumet, right? It's not Calumet like it should be? Yep, Met. Okay. Well, if you look at the Wikipedia, they, they have the pronunciation key. Calumet. Yep. It's a village in Calumet Township, Houghton County. 726, geez. There were more people in our high school than there were at this city. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. The Italian Hall Massacre. Whew. Things I'll go you with massacre. about your own state. I'll go with massacre. Massacre is, is, is a, that's an acceptable use of massacre. Yes. That, yes. But it is definitely not murder. All right. Wow. Okay. So the Keweenaw Peninsula is the only site in the country where prehistoric aboriginal mining of copper occurred. Hmm. All right. I think that's it. There's a volcano up there? What? Andy. Sorry. Oi. Sorry. Now I'm in a Wikipedia hole right now. All right. Take us out. out. Yes. All right. Yeah, it was bad times. Take us out. Oh, sorry. That's a wrap. (laughs) This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening.